Welcome to another episode of the Crocker Report Podcast. I'm your host, Damian Parson, with my two brothers, my guy Jonathan Hagler and Eugene Holt. Yo. Happy Sunday, what fellas. Up? What's going on? What's up, what man? Up? Much chopping it up with the fellas. For sure, yeah. for sure, man. Listen, we are what T minus just a couple days away from the draft, man. It's just like mm-hmm. I'm ready for it. You know what I mean? We, we were talking off air, off air, talking about San Francisco and Baltimore, all these different scenarios, man. And I, like I said, I'm just ready to to I'm ready for Roger Goodell to walk on that stage and say the NFL draft is underway. You know what I mean? I don't feel like Jacksonville should take any time. Jacksonville should mm-hmm. go ahead and when when, when yeah. Roger Goodell walks into the stage, it was like, okay, Jacksonville has Trevor Lawrence. Let's go ahead and roll his uh roll that beautiful mm-hmm. bean footage of him, and then we just go keep on rolling, right? Go yeah. ahead to pick two and let uh let the New York Jets kind of do their thing, but guys, we're gonna talk about some safeties here, man. Uh, that's pretty much the last position we want. We want to uh, make sure we touch on. We talked about old Lime and Eugene last week. Um, so let's go ahead and get into the safeties. We're gonna talk about the top five, fellas. Uh, and we'll, of course, we'll start at number one. And Hag, I'm gonna throw it off to you, brother. What's uh, who's your top safety in the 2021 NFL draft class? So my top safety isn't necessarily the guy who I think is gonna get drafted first. My number one safety as, you know, a guy that I can see, you know, last year we got to see McKinney came on strong at the end of the year. I think he would have been in that conversation. But the best rookie safety was Antoine Winfield. You know what I mean? He he was a he was a guy who fell a little bit in the draft. You know, we got to see um a, a Chin and, and McKinney and, and your boy for the the Patriots get drafted, you know, ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Um but my number one safety is Richie Grant. Um Richie Grant out of UCF, versatile playmaking defender um he's really good at open space he has the quickness to match up with guys so i don't worry about him matching up with tight ends or anything like that i'm not going to ask him to cover receivers often but the kid can flat out play we got to see him down at the senior bowl back-to-back picks at certain times like some guys are just really 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 good at football and i think richie grant's that guy like i could throw him back there he's a plug and play guy right now i would love to see him on you know, it's, it's, it's not going to happen, but a team like the Chiefs or or just one of those contender teams, and we could see him flourish. Like, he, yeah. he's that type of guy, and I'm really excited about his future. But he's not the guy who I think is going to be drafted first, but he's my number one safety right now. Yeah, I, I like Richie Grant a lot, man. Playmaker, very versatile. Uh, I love uh, – I remember hearing uh, Jim Nagy talk about him on ESPN, and he mentioned – he said he's his top safety. And yeah. um, mm-hmm. and and he Jim Nagy said – we put him at corner in one-on-one reps against yep. some of the best receivers out there, yep. and he well. held his own. He's like, this is probably the best safety in this class. So, And that's how regards come from a guy from Jim Nagy. And I like I like Renji Grant a lot because of his versatility. He can play single high. He can play uh, cover three coming down in the box. He's, he's, he's aggressive. He can tackle, and he can cover man-to-man. You can't really ask for too much. But crazy part about it is I meant to kind of start off with safeties – Come in all different shapes and sizes. Everybody yeah, thinks so of many. safety, you have to yeah. be Ed Reed or or Earl Thomas. But I look at Jamal Adams as an elite safety because he can yeah. do everything. You know yeah. what I mean? And you don't have to be just so you know solely a single high that can is, is, is a ball disruptor in, mm-hmm. in the back end. You can play close to the line of scrimmage. You can line up out wide against or in a nickel against slot uh, receivers and tight ends. You can do a lot mm-hmm. of different things in safety yeah. and still be elite. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. And I, I think one thing about about safeties, a good comparison is, is it's a lot like the guys that they cover, right? So we see different types of receivers, right? We see the small, fast slot guys. We see the big possession guys. We see the guys who are good at both. It's the same thing with the safety position. 
that may have a ball hawking guy, you know, may have a ball hawking guy. I may have an in the box guy like Adams, you know, and they may have the skill set to do both, but I'm not expecting them to do both because I'm going to make it work within my, my scheme. Exactly. And that's the, that's what I think people get, um, get away from. If I can get a guy that can do it all great, you know, say, I'd love to take that guy yeah. in the first round. That's a first round safety to me, a guy who can do everything. You know, he can play, exactly. he can play deep. He can play single high. He can play too high. He can roll in the box. He can cover tight ends. That's mm-hmm. a first round safety to me. Right. Yep. I think there's a couple guys in this class that have that capability. But, you know, it's uh, a lot of times we got a couple free safeties in here, a couple slot defenders in here. We got a little yeah. bit of everything, which is why the safety class is so fun. Yeah, exactly. yeah. I mean, I mean, basically, and that's why I got Richie Grant as my number one as well, because you want to make him a box safety, he's going to be a box safety. You want to make him a single high, he's going to be a single high. He can do it all. That's why he's, like, one of the best safeties in this class, because it's nothing that he really can't do. He's, he's uh, scheme transcendent. So I mean, yeah, I got I got Richie Grant as my number one as well. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, I, I'm I'm going with the obvious guy, the top guy, Trevon Morig. I mm-hmm. watching his the, the watching his tape. I absolutely love his game from a coverage standpoint. He oh, could yeah. play catch technique, in, you know, in off coverage in the slot, like we talked about. He could play single high. Now, the one thing that he needs does need to worry about or concern is his run defense. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not the most aggressive or most physical. But he's somebody that you just like I said, you play him predominantly in coverage. No, I'm not saying he doesn't come and tackle, but as an alley defender against mm-hmm. the run, he gives you he, he gives me some concerns because he isn't the guy's gonna stuff his face in there and say, yeah. Okay, it's me and you, and I'm gonna lay I'm gonna lay the wood and we're we, you know we're gonna live to play another down. I've seen running backs kind of give him hesitation yeah. moves, get the business. Him, yeah, yeah, get, he get he gets caught in, in the alley. Because he's a little timid, like he'll he'll shoot down mm-hmm. until he realizes the back is there, and it's kind of like he freezes up a little bit. So you know, if a, a coach can can kind of unlock that to where he kind of just comes down, plays fast, just re-diagnose, hit it, and make a play. Um, you don't have to be a, a stone cold knockout killer, you know. You don't have to be yeah. Uzman or nothing, but yeah. you know, <laughs> but you yeah. can you can go down in the box and just make you know make good tackles and, and stop these running backs from getting big gains. But you know, watching him, like I said, watching him in coverage. I think he only has like seven career interceptions. Mm-hmm. So it's like for, for more stats, uh, predominant analysts, he doesn't have the ball skills or the ball production, mm-hmm. but I love what he's able to do. He's intelligent and especially he's patient in his, um, in his back pedal. He's patient in his process when reading the offense as well. So I really like Trayvon Morig. Um, just like I said, stri- strictly off his coverage ability, he's yeah. one of the best in the game. Yeah, no doubt. He, um, Trayvon Morig, you know, it was a guy, you know, last year I was evaluating him and his teammate as well, Ardez Washington, another safety mm-hmm. in the class. He's not going to be a top five guy, very talented though. But as a as a pure safety, I actually watched, I like Washington better. But mm-hmm. but Morig is 6'1", 210. He checks every single box. Washington happens to be sub 5'9". We're not going to talk about how tall he really is, but he's a really good football <laughs> player. Um, Trayvon Morig, you know, for me, he's my number two safety as well. Because of those reasons, he checks the box. He's six one, six foot, two ten. You know, you're not worried about it from a physical standpoint. He's athletic enough to make plays on the ball. He does have pretty good range back there. Ball production isn't amazing, but seven picks is nothing to, to scoff at. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and a lot to what you spoke on, Dame, with um, Morig. He's a willing tackler. He's willing, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. So if you hear that usually with corners more than anything, I want to I want my corner to be willing. But I mean, I need my safety to deliver. I need him to be a secure tackler. Moreg, I think it's more uh, uh, a technique thing with him. Mm-hmm. It's not a, it's not an ability. It's not, you know, uh, he's not scared. He just kind of misses at times. Um, doesn't really come balance great or he'll just take a shot and, and will. 
Um, and those are things you can improve on. You know, you can work on that, and I think he'll be mm-hmm. fine. But I think he's a plug-and-play guy on the next level, and um, I think I think he's going to have a good rookie year. Do I think he'll have the most success? I don't think his game means that. Um, but I think seven, eight, nine years from now, he'll be a very well-respected safety in this league. And that's what you want when you're drafting a first-round guy. You want a staple in your franchise. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the value with Morick is he's um he's a guy that you can you can disguise coverages with because mm-hmm. you'll buy like say if he's strictly a box safety you're not going to buy him if you're lined up as a single high nobody's going to buy it okay oh they're they're discuss- they're disguising their coverage but you can do single high with him you can do uh dual high with him you can do cover four with him so with him it's easy to put him everywhere and the thing about it if he's in the box and disguising his coverage he's got the speed to get back to to get his depth back to where yep. he's uh, supposed to be covering so yeah i like i like trayvon and with the versatility that he brings to the game and it's funny with him and Ardarius Washington, you would look at them like standing next to each other. You would say, okay, that's the box safety and that's the free safety. But it's like, <laughs> it's, it's so much the other way around because he's yep. so fluid in his coverage on the back end. And uh, Ardarius is a dog, though. He, he yeah. really is a dog. But, um, but yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but Trayvon, but Trayvon is, he's, he's a very good player. He's a very good player. He's at the next level. Like he's going to be part of a good defense. He's going to be on that back end and he's going to make plays for you and he's going to prevent the big play from happening. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, my number two safety is uh, is Richie Grant. So we kind of flip flop the spots. Uh, like I said, I, I love Richie Grant, man. I've been watching mm-hmm. him for a couple years. Uh, pretty much going back to when remember when UCF was undefeated and they ended up mm-hmm. losing to Joe Burrow or whatever um, to knock off their I think their undefeated streak. But I was I watched their defense and I just watched their team as a whole. That's when I kind of stumbled upon Gabriel, um, I think Gabriel Davis, the receiver, yeah. um, Greg McCray, the running back, um, mm-hmm. Killings, the other fast running back they had oh, back yeah, there. Yeah. And then I'm just watching, you know, Tay Gowan popped on when I saw him, of course, a friend of the show. And then that's when I, I really, really paid attention to Richie Grant, just watching how, mm-hmm. just how versatile he was, you know what I mean? And just everything he brought to the table, intelligent, super intelligent player. And, and I was like, man, like this kid. And at the time, I just felt like nobody in the country was really talking about him because mm-hmm. everybody knew UCF for their high-powered offense. Yeah. And they, now in the trenches, they had some issues. And that's when they lost, you know, and they did lose games as well. They lost games. But in the mm-hmm. back end, I really like their, you know, Aaron Robinson, Tay Gowan, yeah. um, Richie Grant. Like, man, like you legitimately have legit NFL talent in their secondary. So for mm-hmm. me, just Richie Grant's versatility, be able to play single high, split safeties, come into the box, play man-to-man coverage in the slot as a slot defender. He's able to do all those different things. And, and for me, I got him at number two. So we will kick it off to number three. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to flip it. I'm going to go to Eugene. Eugene, who is your number three safety in this class? Uh, number three, I got Javon Holland. Um, I like him as he can be a dual high. I, he can play. We've seen him play as a, like a big nickel type of safety. He can be a box safety if he wants to because – his instinct, I like him closer to the line of scrimmage because his instincts and his clicking clothes and his awareness is so good. Like he's going to be able to diagnose through all that chaos with the offensive line and, he, and he's going to be able to diagnose the play in a heartbeat. Um, I like his physicality and he ha- and he also has the ball skills too. So I don't I don't mind him covering the tight end uh, in the slot. I don't mind him uh, carrying backs out the backfield. He, he can do it all. He can do it all. I want him in the middle of the action because I – I think he's going to be able to figure everything out, and he's going to be that guy that makes that play in the backfield and and, and is a difference maker. No doubt. Um, Javon Holland, 
you know, he was a guy at the beginning of the process who I had as number one, but we didn't get to see him, right? He mm-hmm. didn't play this year. He opted out. You know, great freshman campaign, plenty of highlight plays, showed a lot of promise as a free safety prospect. But then his sophomore year played primarily in the slot. In Ubertown, the second day with um, – with uh, Yamador, Lenore, and McKinley, and, and all these other, yeah, Thomas Graham, like really good second day. We didn't get to see all those guys this year, and I hate it because it had a chance to be the best in the country. Yeah. Javon Holland is scheme versatile. Um, he does all the little things right, right? He attacks the ball well. He has a great frame. He's really good in open field. Like it was times when I watched him getting off blocks and things like that. I was like, I'll just put in my notes, he's good. <laughs> like you know, he's a he's a dude, and uh, he's a guy that's gonna. So a team's gonna draft him in the second round, I believe, and they're gonna be very happy. Um, he's a guy that's gonna be uber uber productive on the next level, and so Javon Holland's my guy. Uh, and finally, we are on the same page because I w- I got Javon Holland as well. It's yeah. been what kind of watching him uh, for the past couple of seasons, and like I said, he's versatile. You can like he legitimately. Can fit into almost any different scheme in scheme in the NFL because he can fit different roles. Like I said, as that big nickel in the slot, you know, split safety, he can play some single high. And, and like I said, when I interviewed Verone, that was one thing that they talked. He talked about was the fact that those two were the two co- main communicators of that defense. Where and you can watch it on tape. You can see it on tape when you're watching them for 2019. You see Javon Holland getting everybody on his side of the field set and prepared. Like the alpha. Mm-hmm. Basically, like he, you could t- he could tell he's a leader. And one thing I love about him is his eye discipline. You especially in the NFL now, um, you know, teams are giving so much eye candy, so much window dressing yeah, before yeah. the snap. He doesn't take the cheese half the time. Like I'm watching him and he sees the, the orbit motion and he's just kind of he's sitting there. And even in that flat footed stance, so people question his, his speed and everything like that. But he's bursty in the short to me, uh, short, quick area. He, he diagnoses and reads well. He's a secure tackler as well, and, and I love him in, in coverage, um, especially playing catch technique. He does that very well. And um, like I said, pull on the tape, USC, he play, he battled with Tyler Vaughn's and Amon Ross St. Brown in the nickel, and yeah. he fared well, fared, fared very well on two um, two really good you know prospects so at the receiver position. So uh, I got Javon Holland as well. Uh, we're going to go off to number four. Hag, who's your number four uh, safety? So my guy, number four, he's a guy who's been trending up since the draft uh, is coming around. Kid out of Indiana. We got to see Stella play from Indiana and Jamar Johnson. Indiana's defense was really good, really aggressive. People just thought that Northwestern and Indiana gave Ohio State hell because Ohio State had a bad day. It wasn't the case. Now people are finding out that these teams have elite NFL talent that's gonna that we're gonna see on Sundays on the next level. Jamar Johnson is a physical physical cat great frame and he just makes plays all over the field and he's the type of guy he's the type of guy that when you know he's going to probably go a little bit under where some of these other guys are going to go and people are going to be like who who the hell is he because he'll be in play for rookie of the year if drafted to the right team he's that type of cat um and you know i just love his game you know he's he's a guy like a lot like holland or grant you know i want him on my team because he's that type of dude when you see him you know he's on the field he can strike a blow he just he just gets turnovers, dog. Like he makes plays and and he, he's he's good. He's scheme versatile. Um, it's kind of necessary in today's game. And we talk about different types of, of safeties like receivers. But he's one of those cats that if you compare him to a receiver, he'd be like a a six foot, two hundred five pound cat that can that can beat you deep, that can beat you intermediate, that can do that. 
Jamar Johnson is, is is a dude, and he's getting a lot more respect now. And I can't wait to uh, hear his name called. Yeah, with Johnson, with Johnson, the thing is about him, his um his play recognition makes him look so much faster. Like everybody yeah. thinks, everybody thinks uh, like he was in a single high. Everybody thinks um uh, uh Justin Fields had a bad game against uh um against Indiana. Like that pick that he threw to uh to uh, uh Jamar Johnson, it wasn't. It wasn't Justin Fields like really struggling or panicking or anything like that. Yeah. Jamar Johnson just read it. He, he was out it. of there. He was out yeah, of there. Exactly. Like he broke on the ball before uh Fields threw it. Like the play, the yeah. safety just made the play. Yeah. So that's the thing thing about that stood out to me with him, like his instincts and his high and then the way IQ. he diagnoses. Yeah, exactly. High football IQ. That's what's gonna get him, that's what's gonna get him uh a starting job on on the next level because like he he sees it, he sees yeah. it, he gets it. So like the passing concepts and all that, he's going to be able to diagnose that, and he's going to be and he's going to be able to break on the ball. Absolutely, I I'm, I've seen a lot of clips of him. I haven't actually watched the tape of him yet, and mm-hmm. we have the we have the Indiana defense in our you know in our possession. So I need to check that out. Um, my number four though, I'm, I'm definitely going to check him out this weekend or this uh, probably tomorrow actually. Um, number four, listen, I've been kind of high on this guy. You know, he he got hurt in the season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Andre Cisco, man, like mm-hmm. I love him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love what he's able to do. And for me, a team that's looking for that single high center fielder—that's that's, that's your man. That is your man. Like yeah. the he, patient in, in his in his back pedal, smooth back pedal. He doesn't really. You can't like. It's hard to speed him up. He plays at his pace, mm-hmm. and he doesn't really. One thing I, I pay attention to him. He doesn't like for. He doesn't open up immediately he 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 reads the quarterback until Patient. he kind of anticipates uh where, where the throwing window is going to be but i think it was uh, uh i put the clip up on twitter a while uh probably a couple probably a month or two ago um against north carolina you know sam Howell wants to go to go go down oh, the, yeah. the left That's side impressive. line deep ball mm-hmm. and he's like it's, he's legitimately like kind of lined up to the center mm-hmm. and just like just a smooth smooth back pedal yeah. and when sam releases it he flips, turns, and he's out of there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is he about to make this? And he yeah. undercuts it. And I was like, yo, like the range. I was just like, yeah. he, he's got the frame to come down in the box and tackle. I think mm-hmm. for me, when I look at his tackling, it's a little bit of a technique thing. But like yeah. you talked about earlier, that's that's coachable. You can teach that. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? So if you want to bring him down into the box and things of that nature, he can do that. I didn't see him too much in kind of like how we looked at Holland and Richie and mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and Jamar playing as that hybrid kind of big nickel, big dime in the slot too often. Yeah. But I love his ball skills. I love his hands, soft hands, confident hands. And I think he's going to be a guy that in the right defense where he's playing that single high, he's going to make mm-hmm. some quarterbacks pay for testing yeah. them. Yeah, he's um, Andre Cisco. You know, I hate that he got hurt. He great mm-hmm. looking kid. He, he has a great frame on him. He has crazy instincts. I, I feel like he knows what's going on, right? And he kind of reminds me of you know when when Malika Hooker was in college a couple of years ago. It's like oh, don't yeah. throw the ball near him. Like yep. he's gonna yes. go get it. He attacks the ball. His hands are always high. Like he's athletic, um, mm-hmm. and that's why I hate that he got hurt because we didn't really get to see him fix some of the issues that he had coming into the year with his eyes. You know, he takes chances. Yeah. Every yeah. great DB that I know, obviously, mm-hmm. that wear their scheme, they take chances. You can't be afraid to take chances. And Andre Sisco was not afraid to take chances at all. We saw him in that, that Sy- Syracuse secondary, another talented group, and mm-hmm. he stood out the most. You know, um, and, you know, I, I hope he's recovering well because I th- he, obviously his stock's going to fall a little bit, but a team's going to get lucky because they're going to get a ball hawk. 
Straight up, yeah. straight up ball hawk. So if you got a good pass rush and you draft Andre Cisco, he's going to be very, very productive for you because yeah, he's going to yeah. make plays on the ball. He's going to make plays on the ball. Yeah, yeah. And I just Yo. hope he recovers well and, and, and uh, can't wait to hear his name called as well. Yeah. yeah, like he was, I think he was the funnest safety to watch for me yeah. because he, thing is, thing, thing about it, before he got hurt, he was on uh, Bruce Feldman's freak list, uh, you mm-hmm. know, over six feet, over 200, squats an insane amount or something like yeah, that. Dude. Yeah, ran a four three eight before the ACL. Um, he he got this ridiculous uh, stat. He's I think like what twenty four career games. He's got like twelve uh, turnovers. Yeah. that's literally crazy like ball every, production. Yeah, every other game he's getting a pick. And what's what's crazy is when you look at the tape, the picks that he, that they dropped, the picks that he yeah. had in his hands, and the teammate ran into him in the NFL. You can add like at least another five picks yeah. to what he's he had. There. Yeah, so like his his instincts are like yeah, I guess he gambles. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes when he's tackling, he thinks he's bigger than what he is, so he just throws a, <laughs> a shoulder into him, and he's he expecting him to fall, but they don't fall all the time. But he that's coachable. All that is yeah. coachable. He, I mean, he's a cover one, cover three guy. You put him in your backfield in, the, in your defensive backfield, he's going to get you some picks. I mean, I I like this kid. I like him a lot. He's like one of my favorite players to watch. Hey, listen, Seahawks like. You you have uh-huh. Jamal Adams, you know what I mean. You you, you I mean, need you a free a legit free safety, you know. Yeah, what I mean, I'm just saying, would like, be a bad move in the middle of the rounds. Like you said, he's gonna fall because the ACL, but you can get yourself a steal. That's yeah. how I look at yeah, it. I think I think he ends up somewhere in the third. Um, yeah, but with some of the other guys coming up, we got to see safeties fall off the board last year. I think between 36 and no, 36 and 55, if I'm not mistaken. So um, right, and right. so. You know, I don't think this safety class is as good as last year's. Um, I think it's a, a little, a tick under, a tick mm-hmm. under. Um, so I think you know he he can go early third, late second. Um, he, he's so. good, man. He'll he'll be he'll be just fine. Mm-hmm. Gosh, yep, yep, yep. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So we on uh, number five, right? We're finishing it off now. Yeah. Um. So let's go ahead, uh, and I'm gonna go with you, Eugene. Who's your uh, number five? Who's your safety five right now? Another guy I really like to watch. He's another uh, single high cover three, but he can play. He can play uh, down close in the box. Um, he's very versatile. Tyree Gillespie out of Missouri. Yeah, I, I, I like I like him. I like him a lot. Uh, I, I like both of the Missouri safeties. Him and Joshua Bledsoe. I like both. I like Bledsoe a lot. Yeah, yeah. Like they, those two, they work well together. Um, thing thing about Gillespie, he coming from one 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 thing. He's an athlete. He, he he can play the back end uh, with no problem. Another guy uh, with with the four three four four speed at this pro Man's day. Pro day, yeah, he did. He killed it. He killed it. And at, at two hundred and ten pounds too, that's good size for a safety. Mm-hmm. Um, he can get where he needs to go on the field. And and we've seen again in the Alabama game. He um he's another guy that chooses violence. He, Bad intentions. He, yeah, he's going to throw some. He's going to throw a shoulder into somebody, and they're going to fall down. He he likes to separate man from ball. So he's a, he's a guy. If you got two solid corners on on opposite sides, you can use him as a weapon. I can see a, a, a smart defensive coordinator using him in the blitz game. Um, he, he can cover tight ends. He can cover uh, receivers out of the slot. Cover one, cover three, cover four, cover two. Whatever you want to do, just put him back there. He's an athlete back there. Just let him play. I like him a lot. Yeah. What say you, Hack? So I mean, I just talked about my my five guy, my uh, my fifth guy. You know, um, you know, I had Richie Richie Grant number one, Moreg number two, Holland three, Jamar Johnson four, and Andre Cisco five. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, I gave my spill on him. You know, athletic yeah. ball hawking guy, and you know that pretty much wraps up my list. 
For sure, for sure. I, I'm a th- I'm, I'm, I kind of I'm sticking with my guns on one guy, mm-hmm. and that's a uh, guy in the Florida State, Hamza Nasruddin. Yeah, Listen, six yeah. three, two fifteen, yeah. very versatile. He can play back in coverage. He can kind of play that that strong safety. Kind of gives me some can like physically gives me like Cam Chancellor kind of vibes from him. But I love about him from a frame standpoint. But then you see him, he can match up in the slot, match it with tight ends. He's he long. can be a buzz defender. He's long. You can blitz him. He could be a dime backer if you need him to. Yeah. Like he's just a he's a guy that from a, for a defense, it's kind of. Be honest with you, it's kind of Kyle Duggarish from last year. You know, just kind of you move him in different, you know, just based on the game plan. Mm-hmm. However, you plan on uh, attacking the the opposing offense from week to week, mm-hmm. that just kind of depends on the matchup you have with him. If you want to put him back in a two split safety look, if you want to play, you know, two two man under whatever case would be, he could be that split safety. You want to bring him down and say, okay, we we got Travis Kelsey this week. You're the guy who physically matches up yeah, to him. 6'3", you know I mean? yeah. 215, got good speed, physical, mm-hmm. uh, long arms. He could play. And we saw that in the Super Bowl when you look at how Tampa uh, was able to defend um, Travis Kelsey. Yeah, he had, a, he had a statistically a good game, but they roughed him up. They beat yeah. him up. And mm-hmm. that's where I look at Nazar, uh, Hamza Nazardine. He's that guy. He can. He's physical at the point of attack as well. He can hit. Um, and, and, and come down and be a force defender in the run game, kind of play a little bit of overhang if you need him to. Yeah. I really like his versatility. His the framework to be an impact defender at all three levels is there. So, like, when I look at him, I'm like, man, like, he does his name kind of lost some steam as the season went on, but somebody's gonna get a nice chess piece. Yeah, once they draft him, um, on, you know, Thursday, Friday, whenever he comes off the board. And, and that was the thing with Hamza. Hamza, uber talented kid, obviously checks all the boxes from a physical standpoint. And he, and he, he made he made plenty of plays. He was just banged up. You know, mm-hmm. we didn't get to see yeah. a ton of him. You know, the Senior Bowl was the first time we had seen him. You know, in a while. You know, between COVID hitting, between injuries. Mm-hmm. So I think I think he was still shaking off some of the rust. And, um, you know, I think he'll be just fine. Um, I'm excited to see what he does. I'm excited to see where he falls um, in the draft yeah. because I hope players like him, I feel like they need – if he lands on a good team, he can be productive. I don't want to see him on a bad defense because I feel like he still has things he needs to clean up. But mm-hmm. I think he'll be just fine because he has all the tools, but we won't know until he gets there. So much yeah. of these guys' success is going to be dependent on the defensive coordinators and what positions they're going to be put in to succeed. Mm-hmm. And, and, and just like with any guy, you know, draft – Draft your draft landing spot matters a lot of times more yes. than like, the couple extra hundred thousand that you make, you know, getting drafted earlier. A lot of people want to get their names called early, but a lot of careers get ended because this team drafts them and doesn't put them in a position to succeed. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I want to see, I mean, honestly, I want to see all those Florida State kids in a different uh scheme because I think they're, I mean, because yeah. there's so much talent on that, on that Terry. team. Yeah, it's yeah. like uh, it's so much talent on that team, but it never, it never all comes together. Um, another guy I wanted to mention was uh, uh, the best name in the draft, Devon Diablo. Yeah, big. Six, six three, two twenty six. Ran a legit four four. I mean, he said he talked to teams about moving to linebacker, mm-hmm. which I mean, box safety linebacker is all the same nowadays. So yeah. I mean, I like him. I like him in the box. I like him like chasing down uh, running backs. I think, I think he could be another one, just like Hamza. I think he could be a tight end eraser, like with these yeah. athletic tight ends in the game. Put. With a similar athlete on him, and let him uh, cover the tight end throughout the game. He, but he's another guy I will I will put in the box. I want to see him see what a, a defensive coordinator does with him too. Yeah, he'll be a fun piece. Yeah, a really athletic guy. He, I mean, we see people. We saw people mention it um, about a week or so ago. 
big fast guys tend to get drafted a little bit earlier than people think. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't be shocked if Hamza somehow ended up a top five safety um, when it's all said and done on draft night. Um, I don't expect the first round. Second, you know, I, th- I definitely think he, it's a it's a it's realistic to think he lands in second round ahead of some of these top guys. Definitely, definitely. I want I want to throw um throw out uh, kind of three names, but two of them play on the same team: uh, mm. James Wiggins and uh, Derek Forrest from Love Cincinnati. Yes. Um, that, yeah, that Cincinnati defense was. Defense was tough. tough. Like I loaded defense. I, I like that defense a lot. Now mm-hmm. I'm, ex- I'm excited to see where those two names fall, because um, they're two intriguing uh, prospects as well. And then, uh, see, I'm usually good with names. I'm gonna see if I can sit, hit this one. Tala, Tala, oh, Noah, Tala Funga. Funga. Yes, yeah. like, like he's gonna you know, be a six real good one, box defender. I think two fifteen plays. Stout, yeah. like you know, when you when you watch him, he looks he he has the look of a, of a just a physical impact box mm-hmm. uh box safety. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not you know when I see him on film, film, I don't want I don't think I really want him going backwards per se. I want him yeah. playing more forward. Yeah. Um, and, and like I said, I don't I don't yeah. know what he tested or anything like that, but just when I've seen him on, on film, he did pop. I saw impact, and I'm like, okay. And he has he he's one of those mm-hmm. guys that a lot of uh, a lot of. A lot of scouts and people talk brought up, you know, especially mm-hmm. midseason at the end of the season to watch for coming into this draft. So that that's another name I'm looking for to see where he falls because I I, I definitely feel as if if you need that buzz defender mm-hmm. in the cover three scheme, that dime backer, you know, that to come in a heavy personnel, that guy that can cover tight ends at times, but more so be so helpful against the run, especially if you're in the conference where the running game is so prevalent. Like he, he, he has the look of an AFC North defender. Because that's a all that's that's a that's a the um a division. You got Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb, and Kareem Hunt. You got uh, you know um J.K. Dobbins, Lamar Jackson, them over there. Um, you don't really have much in Pittsburgh right now, but we believe that they're gonna address that position early on in the in the draft. Um, and I'm not happy about it, but that's what's probably what's gonna happen. Uh, it's probably gonna be the Nazi and Javante, but um, but yeah, that's a black and blue division, and he fits the mold for any of those teams. When, when he looks at, comes down to playing at the line of scrimmage and help slowing down yeah. these run, rushing yeah. attacks. Tell him Noah, he was a guy I was I was high on like I, I scouted him. I like him from a flash perspective. He makes a lot more plays than people think he, he would make. Been mm-hmm. productive, been a little banged up, so durability is a little bit of concern. Um, like I said, he's not gonna be a burner. I don't want to see him going back. I think mean, he ran four six at Pro Day. He's a guy I watched a lot. Um he, he, I played with a couple. You know, I don't know exactly where he's from. Polynesian Samoan cats. Um, he's got that build. They're all thick, strong, yeah. aggressive, and, yep. and and that's why I love him so much because I play with so many of those guys, and they're passionate. The way the energy that they bring to the game. I was reading somewhere they were talking about he actually cut a little weight, so he probably was a little slower. He dropped like ten mm. pounds or so um, for pro day, but there's no reason why he can't succeed in the box. Like he's physical. I want him. I would want him covering tight ends. I would want him playing the run. I would want him playing in the flats because he's a real instinctive player. And I think he can succeed in that role. Yeah, I want. Yeah, I want him attacking at all times. I, I put up a clip yeah, of him. Let's go. Yeah, they had they had him blitz. He was lined up against a left tackle. He dipped mm-hmm. his shoulder like a like a real defensive end and blew past the left tackle and got the sack. I'm like, I want this guy attacking. He's a good all. football player, though. Yeah, yeah, I love him. I love him. Definitely, definitely. So, guys, that is our safety show. Where we rank the top five safeties and even drop some some nuggets on a few other safeties for you guys to look forward to. With the draft only a couple days away, I'll go ahead and let you guys know off the rip. Please check us out at the uh, Crocker Report on Twitter. 
night one, round one. We will be live for our yes, draft sir. party. So definitely check us out. We will be live the entire first round, giving our immediate instant reactions to every mm-hmm. pick, talking about how they fit with the team. Is it a good pick? Is it a bad pick? So forth and so on. So definitely check us out there. Of course, as always, find us on Apple Podcasts at the Croc Report Podcast. Leave us a five-star review. Questions, mm-hmm. concerns, whatever, drop it into the comment section. We thank you guys so much for all the support and love. Again, Thursday night, the NFL draft kicks off, and we'll be kicking it off with you. Not sure what I'm going to bring to the party, but I'll find some type of beverage to have. I know mm-hmm. for a fact that Eugene is going to have his uh, Hennessy on ice because yes. that's the type of guy that he is. Because you're going to need it. You're going to need it when Mac Jones gets drafted to the Patriots. We out. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, and I, <laughs> right. and I'm, I'm a, See? And I, I gotta let Where's Kyrie fans, Irving at? Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm going to let the fans Irving? know. I'm going to let the fans know now. Uh, I will get kicked off the show for cursing too much if the Eagles draft a linebacker at 12. Parsons. It is going to be epic, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Mac Jones is going to be whatever he's going to be. Uh, it just won't be a Patriot. So, you guys, we thank you so much for